1: Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in zero sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild.
0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. I believe in this team, and I believe in the shit. That's why I'm especially proud to be the owner of the Oilers with a right hand, then
1: missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. There's a lot of work to do. My goal is to lead this team to become an elite team in the national hockey league. This is Ryan Hopkins. This is Arthur Platham. This is Milano.
0: This is Carmen Devin from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment
1: solutions North America wide.
0: Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 Saturday. They shot a movie once in my hometown. Everybody was in it for miles around. this day. Welcome everybody, Bob Stauffer, joining you along with Brendan Escott. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex, PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software, and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan. Saving your company money, all your devices managed at digitex.ca. We have a Stanley Cup final. A team that was in last place on January 1st is in the Stanley Cup final. The St. Lewis Blues. Got her done last night. We'll have a recap of last night's game uh, when we go into our Oilers now audio vault for our friends at Direct Workwear. Uh, We'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. So we've got a Stanley Cup final. The Edmonton Oilers still do not have a head coach. Will we have one by the time the Stanley Cup final starts on Monday? Hmm. Time will tell. Also coming up on today's show, from Hockey Night in Canada, their lead analyst, he will be working the Stanley Cup final. Craig Simpson will join us at 12.35. John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet just putting out that there has been a change of ownership in Arizona. Andrew Barraway, uh, who lives big, is out. He is now down to a minority owner status. Barraway originally from Philadelphia, uh, linked at one time, to uh, the possible purchase of the New York Islanders away from uh, Charles Wang a couple years ago, and uh, Bearway now out, so John Shannon will uh, join us and he'll uh, shed some light on where the Oilers' uh, coaching uh, hiring situation is at with Ken Holland, and we'll also get some other thoughts from around the National Hockey League. At one thirty-five to talk about the Al Hamilton Scholarship Award. The first Oilers player to get his jersey retired, Al Hamilton, will join us on Oilers Now. Of course, he is a Edmonton Oilers uh, alumni, a legend, I would say. Uh, oh, was he a legend? He's a very unbelievable junior hockey player. Uh, you know, with St. Louis playing Boston in the Stanley Cup final, there were people back in the '60s that would tell you that Al Hamilton was the Western Canadian version of Bobby Orr. He was that gifted. Um, Played in the NHL and took the money to go to the World Hockey Association where uh, many of you who listen to this show would recall that he was one of the first stars in the WHA. There was was some other pretty good players as well. Remember Jimmy Harrison back in the day? Ten points in one game. Favorite uh, Edmonton Oilers WHA player? Rusty Patno? Ken Baird? You can text us at 630 630. That is on our Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We are also available on our Oilers Now Hotline 780 brought to you by the River Cree Resort Casino. River Cree Resort and Casino has the cult Friday, June 7th tickets at ticketmaster.ca. By the way, Brendan, guess where I'm at next Friday? least guess where I think I'm at next Friday. Did you you know you're hosting the show Thursday and Friday next week? I hope you didn't take next week off. I sure didn't. happy to do that. Uh, Are you going to Buffalo for the combine? I'm shuffling off to Buffalo. There you go. Maybe I'll bump into Ralph Krueger there. What do you think? Bet you he's pretty happy. Uh, Got big time cake in the uh, deal with the Buffalo Sabres organization. Very interesting guy. The uh, is he the most interesting man in hockey? Well, some might say that's been the case uh, with the former Oilers head coach. Anyhow, so much to get to. Uh, well, it came to fruition last night. First, we'll get to the audio. For Direct Workwear, the Oilers now audio Vault. Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. The Blues Radio Network. Chris Kerber column the final seconds of the Blues taking out the San Jose Sharks. There's 10 seconds to go in the Western Conference Final. Seven remaining in the St. Louis Blues for the first time in 49 years. Have done it! You can bring out the Zamboni. The Blues will go to the Stanley Cup Final and face off against the Boston Bruins. right a couple things i never want to hear again halfway through the season that it's absolutely impossible for a team to get into the playoffs if they're say 13th fourteenth, fifteenth, 16th in the western conference once we have seattle is that fair brandon is it fair to do that absolutely
1: i think anything can happen very clearly now they did have the horses the whole season they just weren't performing halfway through they
0: made five they missed the playoffs by one point last year and changed out five forwards they had a good defense uh, Larry Robinson went in there under Craig Berube and flipped a defense pairing to move Colton Pareco of Jay Bomeister and had Vince Dunn played with Alex Petrangelo. That eased up the workload on Alex Petrangelo defensively. Colton Pareko, if you look at the analytics in the series, he was unbelievable against the San Jose Sharks. So you're right. They had the horses, uh, the additions down the middle. A scenario where you had Ryan O'Reilly, one of the best face off men in the NHL, over sixty percent. Bozak's a high fifty percent guy that's a right shot, that's a good third line center. That gave them the strength down the middle. They had some emerging forwards come aboard. Robert Thomas as the season went on, Sammy Bys as well. Like they had some guys contribute. I would even say this, like, and we'll get to uh, we'll save some of the talk on maybe what the oilers should be targeting, because there is a player in St. Louis that I might want to see what he could do with a new opportunity elsewhere. But, you know, they added uh, Maroon was in and out of the lineup. They were reeling in the middle of December. Absolutely reeling. We discussed it yesterday. A couple of their guys, everybody was for sale in St. Louis. There was belief that you could have got Jaden Schwartz out of St. Louis. In a trade, that they were getting frustrated with the amount of injuries that he'd gone through. But they had a good defense. The question mark was in goal. Was Jake Allen going to get it done for him? I've relayed the story to you before. Jordan Biddington was telling people in the league last year when he was skating in the summer, that this might be the last year he was going to play. He refused an assignment to the ECHL by the Blues organization, and uh, Doug Armstrong, their GM, brokered a deal to get him to play in Boston's organization in the American Hockey League, and that resuscitated his career. He then subsequently, and he was not knocking it out of the park numbers-wise, may I add, in the AHL, came up to the NHL and then just caught fire. And it wasn't an Andrew Hammond cut catching fire where the Hamburglar did it during the regular season but could not sustain it during the playoffs. He's sustained it during the playoffs. But they have a good goaltender, or they have a good, a really good defense, especially when everybody's healthy. But their defense, Pareco has emerged here, is I, for sure he is at no worse than a number two defenseman in the NHL. And I would argue that Petrangelo, for the most part of his career, that he's been in the NHL, has been... Like, I only think there's 12 to 15 number one defensemen in the entire league. And to me, Alex Petrangelo is one of those guys. But Pareco outplayed him in that series. Bomeister got healthy. Uh, he had some hip issues that affected him. That surgery sometimes takes a year to get over. Well, he's played pretty well. He can still skate. He's smart. He's not a lead offensively. Never really, you know, for the incredible gifts that he had skating-wise. I know a lot of people thought, you know, could he be a 15 to 18 goal, a 50 to 60-point guy? But what he has been has been an incredible two-way defenseman that can go against the opposition's top guys and seemingly play forever. And uh, I know, I mentioned in, I don't know when Edmonton played there, February we were in there, maybe it was in early March, and some people gave it back to me, oh, Bo Meester's watch. He he was tracking the right way for three to four weeks when I put that tweet out, and then subsequent to that, he was part of the reason why they, they changed things around, because he and Pareko gave them a shutdown pairing. So, full marks to the Blues. They got enough scoring up front. I mean, Tarasenko had a point in every game. I'll be honest, there's four Edmonton connections of that St. Louis team. Pat Maroon, David Perron are former Edmonton Oilers players. And, obviously, Bo I saw Jay Bo skate when he was 12. He looked like he was 18, but he was 12. Back in uh, roughly 1994-95, skating with the Golden Bear alumni. You knew he was going to be special. Pareco, hey, Marshall Johnson. Or not, uh, Marshall Davidson. Yeah, worked out. Worked out beautifully for the St. Louis Blues. They got him. They got him. And so they're on to the Stanley Cup Final, where they're going to play a terrific team with tremendous leadership, with a guy named Zdeno Chara and Patrice Bergeron. This is gonna be a, This should be a good Stanley Cup series. It I, should be a six or seven game series. Uh, Blues. Physical, big, heavy, good D. Boston. You know, a a team that is an assertive team as well. And I think it reinforces that you have to have a little bit of that bite going. So full marks to St. Louis. As for the San Jose Sharks, lucky to have gotten out of the first round. I think most of us can agree on that. But it's got to be acknowledged over the course of the last 15 years. They have played more playoff games than anybody else. They've won more regular season games than anybody else. The the Sharks have been a very good organization. They ran out of steam, and guys got hurt. And the war of attrition, back-to-back seven-game series, going six again. I mean, they played 20 games through three rounds. Put it this way. Their record, their record in the playoffs through the three rounds ends up being 10 wins and 10 losses. And again, lucky to have survived the series against Vegas. Brendan, I'm going to ask you a question here, just as uh, you focus back here for a second. If you could, sorry to interrupt your conversation over there. Hi, Kelsey. How you doing? Uh, anyhow, um, do you, who do you think would have won if Vegas had played St. Louis?
1: Oh, Vegas is so talented, and they're quick, too, Bob. That's the thing that I think. They're so quick and skilled. I think they might have they might've been able to get past this blues team, but the, the blues are so deep. That's the problem.
0: I, I would have taken Vegas to beat St. Louis. You know why? Goaltending flurry. And I know flurry gave up the four goals when, uh, San Jose, San Jose might be the only team. To, if you've been in their building, you'd understand how that can happen. The momentum that gets generated in that building. Anyhow, it is St. Louis and Boston. We'll have some discussion on Monday's show with uh, So, and the next couple days on some predictions as to who's going to win the, the Stanley Cup final series. Uh for all of our listeners in high-level... Brendan, have you ever been to high-level Alberta? I have not. I watched the... I went to high-level in 1986 and was back up there in 1988. I watched the Edmonton Oilers close out Game 4 of the 1988 Stanley Cup Final, which was really supposed to be Game 5, but as many of you would know, Game 4 was the night, they, uh, the, night the 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 night lights blacked out in Boston at the Boston Garden. So they replayed... Uh, Game four is game five back at Edmonton, and I watched it in a place called Steen River, Alberta. So uh, uh, when you're up there in places like High Level and Steen River and uh, Wabasco, uh the Chinchaga River and areas like that, you know one thing. You're in God's country. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer
1: on Oilers Radio
0: 630 Chad. 1223 in Edmonton. Welcome back everybody. Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers Now. Let's send it to Brendan Escott with NHL Today brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Elite Promotional Marketing more than just sportswear.
1: Blues, Bruins, and Battlestar Galactica. The Stanley Cup Final is set between Boston and St. Louis. Game 1 on 630 Chad goes next Monday the 27th at 6pm. The Prince Albert Raiders were eliminated at the Memorial Cup last night losing 5-2 to the Guelph Storm. Guelph now will the results of Halifax and Ruan Miranda tonight. If Halifax wins, they head straight to the final. If the Huskies win, uh, it gets a little bit messy because they'll have a three-way tie with 2-1 and one records. They will have to go to a tiebreaker format. The World Hockey Championship, Anthony Mantha suspended for Canada's next game against Switzerland in the knockout round following his check to the head of Colin White yesterday in their win over the USA. Canada and Switzerland play tomorrow morning at 8.15. In the AHL's Calder Cup playoffs, the Charlotte Checkers have a 2-1 series lead over the Toronto Marlies, and Rocky Thompson Chicago Wolves are tied with Dallas Akins, uh, San Diego Gulls at one game apiece. I neglected to mention yesterday that the Brooks Bandits took down the National Junior A Championship over the weekend, beating Prince George 4-3 in the final, which was a rematch of the Doyle Cup. Portage La Prairie hosts next year's tournament, Bob, but uh, putting the Western Canadian Junior A scene right back in the spotlight uh, having that final once again.
0: I can't believe you missed that. I've been busting you all year i mean we, we gave you a free pass we said this is your baby right you can uh, you can slug it in there uh, all the time on nhl today uh, now does that reinforce that the best junior a hockey still played in western canada that's what i'm saying Cer- certainly like i would i would probably assert to you if you were to talk to people in the western hockey league the highest percentage of players that they lose Well, not lose, but let's just say opt to go to uh, the Junior 8-slash-NCAA route is probably in the province of BC. And then Alberta is... uh, uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan usually have pretty competitive teams, do they not, on a year-by-year basis. One of the things that happens with Brooks is they spend a lot of money. Spruce Grove does not spend the same amount of money that Brooks does, but seems to ice a very competitive team every year. As for Prince Albert... Gonna say it once. They'll say it a hundred times. There's roughly nine to ten million people in Western Canada. Uh, there's 22 teams. Okay, throughout the U.S. because the amount of contribution from players from the U.S. that are playing in the West, WHL is minimal. Uh, in province of Ontario, has 20 teams. They have over 13 and a half million people. Do the math. WHL when they had you know 12, 14, 16 teams won the Memorial Cup two out of every three years. There's just simply not enough talent to ice 22 teams. You have an earlier uh, window for the WHL trade deadline, so maybe fewer teams are prepared to uh, move because they think they can get a playoff series or two. And there tends to be a bit of a tendency in the Western League to go with bigger, heavier teams... And then there's still some old-school coaches that don't want defensemen making plays. Quick, fast, competitive teams that allow their D to make plays, those are the teams that are successful in hockey. Don't get me wrong, you've still got to be able to bang come uh, crunch time in a, in a best-of-seven series at the NHL level. But I think we've certainly seen of late that the days of the WHL's – I mean, there's no other way to say it. The WHL champion is now 0-12. In the last four years of the tournament, that's unacceptable. I'll be very intrigued to see what Ron Robinson does to change that. The Kelowna Rockets hosts next year's Memorial Cup, which means the WHL champion in Kelowna are in the tournament. And we'll see what happens there. Uh, moving forward in this tournament, I'll say it right now, Brendan Guelph's going to win it. You heard it here. I know there's two Quebec League teams, PAs out. Guelph's going to win that tournament. They got the best team. If you watched any of it,
1: Oh, absolutely, and you're right. And the, the names that they loaded up on over the course of the year Entwistle and uh, and and uh, Suzuki and they got a solid group.
0: 15 guys went to NHL camps that are on that Guelph team. Uh, Samarukov it's funny because he plays with a guy named Sean Dursey, and I think Dursey's leading the tournament in scoring right now, defenseman. Uh, and they sort of bounce back and forth between the two of them in terms of who's sort of driving the, the offense in the back end. He is a terrific prospect uh, moving forward. This text comes to us from Epstein's mother. Bob, you brought up a potential target for St. Louis when you said maybe a guy the orders should look at. Yep, Zach Sanford. I might have some interest in Zach Sanford. But we'll see. Give me another name because a guy that I don't think is going to get signed, where he's at. Brett Ritchie with Dallas. Bigger, heavier guy. um, Has had double-digit goals before, but never really been able to grab the opportunity to, you know, it was a 40-goal scorer in junior. Is tough. Doesn't necessarily love fighting. But you don't have to fight as much today. I just wonder, you know, uh, and we discussed Kara yesterday versus chase on and i think uh, you know if i was g agent maybe i only take a one-year deal and try to hit the home run moving forward i have to wait and see on that front off to a global news weather traffic update with eileen bella when we come back in Oilers now from nhl hockey and rogers the lead analyst for hockey date in canada craig simpson oilers now with bob
1: Stoffer weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6 30 chad